0: Christchurch, New Molden, Sunday the 15th of October 2023, 11 o'clock service. John Trend, speaking on Oxygen Sunday.
1: So, um, I am John Trend, I'm the Chief Executive of Oxygen. I can see some familiar faces, uh, but I don't want to assume that everyone knows what Oxygen is. Um, So, I'll start by just giving a brief description Um, before that. Oxygen was actually founded by young people from this church amongst other churches and I was the youth worker for the local authority uh, running youth work in Old Malden and New Malden. and I was the person that converted the old toilets at the top of the high street behind Nando's uh, into a youth project and unfortunately it's not a youth project at, at the moment and I'm working on that one um, hopefully it can become a youth project in the future but it's doing some really good work um, but that was where I first met the group of young people from this church who came with Steve Bonoy, who some may, might remember if you've been here longer than 20 odd years. Um, he came and said, We've, these young people have got an idea about reaching out to their peers and is there anything you can do to help? And I can remember coming to a meeting just around the corner where they decided on the name Oxygen. Uh, they wanted it to mean something about it being a, an essential part of life and they've been to an event called Breathe in the Summer, so there was a nice sort of transition into uh, the name. And uh, it was a real privilege to be involved right from the start of Oxygen. And I think that's something that's continued uh, over the years, is that idea that young people are at the heart of this and have a say in how we develop what we do. Um, So what is Oxygen? uh, Oxygen, We're a youth work charity. We work with young people, um, and it's founded on the Christian faith, So that enables me to say we're supported by local churches and we work with young people um, of all faiths uh, and of none and of all identities. Um, Our mission is to reach out to the community and share the good news of Christ. And we try and do that by meeting them where they're at. And this is the bit about young people being at the heart of what we do and, and setting the agenda a little bit. Uh, we try and walk with them and respond to their needs as they see them. So we try and see the world from their perspective. And just give them that little bit of support to get through life and navigate that difficult some of the difficult challenges that they face. Um, can I have the next slide, please, Nathan? Um, so this is the Oxygen team. Stunningly good looking, um, as you can tell. Um, but it isn't everybody there. Um, there are people missing. Um, in actual fact, there's a team that includes probably over 100 or so, 150 volunteers. Uh, we run the Street Pastors Project as well. They've got a team of about 50 or 60, and we've got a similar amount of vo- people who volunteer in the shop or as trustees or as mentors uh, who, who help us as well. Um, but, yeah, we've got a group of people who, who come together under Oxygen to sort of try and live out their faith and work to sort of support young people. Okay. Can I move the next slide, please? Uh, these are the, some of the projects that we have. It changes um, dependent on the needs of young people in, in some ways. Um, there's a little quote there. Uh, oxygen is like a family. They're there when you need them and are always looking out for you. Everyone needs oxygen. That was from a young person that we're currently working with. Um, but we do projects focused on issues that young people are facing and the one on knife crime is a particular one, as, as you have heard recently in the news. It doesn't seem to go away, does it? That, that Something else has happened, someone else has been stabbed. Uh, so we developed a project called What's the Point a few years ago, um, back in 2013. And now that project is going across London to other parts of London. We're not delivering it, but we're training other people up to do that. Uh, in response to covid we've had a lot of young people come to us for mentoring and we get a lot of referrals and a lot of the work we're doing now is, is quite quite a substantial proportion of it is one-to-one work with young people helping them understand what's in front of them and just getting alongside them uh, we've got a project called minecraft it's a digital youth work program that we work with young people online and again young people have been at the heart of setting that up In fact, young people who've been struggling with school, struggling with life, who've got challenges themselves, actually have been right at the heart of developing that piece of work, which now reaches out to other young people who would never come out to a youth club um, because they sit at home, they're afraid to go out, they're nervous, um, or they just can't cope with being outside, uh, being in social situations. Uh, And a lot of young people connect with us through that project. Uh, Fuel is a project that we run during uh, the, the holidays. It's focused on young people who are on free school meals so it gives them food and activities and over the summer we did four weeks uh, four days a week quite a substantial piece of work um, but just reaching those who need it most. Uh, Kings Nympton is our project on a local estate up near the hospital uh, we've been going up there for getting on it must be 15 years now um, so we are actually the longest serving uh, some of the relationships we have up there have sp- spanned that time and we're probably the longest serving agent that's on that estate working uh, with young people there. Uh, We've got a project called Head Start, which is about helping young people move into employment, gain the skills that they need and build their confidence to go for interviews and that sort of thing. We run the Street Pastors program. Um, I'm gonna get Charlie to come up and talk about that in a second. And we've got a project at Room One at Coon Boys School, which is where uh, I think that's where I first met Nathan, Uh, when I started out working as a director and I know there's been some good connections between Coombe and here and uh, getting things going but um, there's a variety of things we do there those are sort of the core things and there's other bits and pieces that happen as we feel there's a need for something to develop okay can we have the next slide please Um, so Psalm 56 why did I choose this Psalm Um, for me this is about where we start from with God. Um, It's a a challenging world out there. Um, Many people are hurting, many people are afraid. You only need to look at the news recently just to see how challenging some of the situations are that people are in. Um, And this just gives real hope that actually as, as people of faith we can trust God, that we can rely on him and that he is there for us. And that enables us to be act in a certain way because we don't have that fear. We don't have to hold on to that fear. We can give it to God. And that means that we can do things that um, allow us to take that fear away. So we can be courageous. We can step out in faith to do things that perhaps we wouldn't do if we didn't have God and that trust and faith in him. Um, we can face many challenges and, and there, when we do step out of faith it is a challenge. Um, but actually it should be because we shouldn't be able to see how it's going to go because If we can work that out then we've done it in our own strength so for instance when we took the shop on uh, in the high street i hadn't really i knew it was a good idea i knew that i felt that god was saying this is it and we had several things come together to say what about a shop people coming and saying have you seen that shop that's available i had some reason i thought of oxygen Um, and lots of confirmations like that but it still took that big step of faith Um, and actually that meant that there's a lot of room for god to come and, and work through us Using that tool. Um, so, this is the shop. Um, there's a quote there. It says, I love the way Oxygen shop looks, and I always leave there with a real sense of hope. My son is autistic, and there seems to be a real desire to value everyone and give them a place in the community. That was somebody I met when I was out on a cycle ride uh, training for the Ride London and up at Headley Heath she was in a cafe uh, van and I'd, she'd seen us coming and I and said oh you must be doing something it uh, looks like you're doing some training I said I'm doing training for the Ride London and we're raising money for a charity called Oxygen and she said oh, I know Oxygen and then just spent the next sort of 10 15 minutes just telling us how great it was and she loved the fact that we got the chairs on the wall with the, uh, the, uh, the hangers uh, actually those chairs came from this church so you've contributed to the fabric of the shop in that way. Um, but she really loved that and the atmosphere it creates. And just to say that, it just gave me such a lift. And it's good to know that people see, can come in and see what we're doing. Um, but I'm going to ask Charlie uh, to come up. I'm also going to ask uh, Danika and James if they can come up as well. Um, I'm just going to get them to tell you a little bit about uh, what, they're, what they do as part of the Oxygen team. So James, Danika, do you want to come up? a little bit about um, the shop and the work we're doing with autistic young people and also a bit on street pastors.
0: Okay, so... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charlie. Now, one of the unexpected things of when we set up the shop was how much of a, an important social and community hub it would be. We, we knew it would, ha- it would have that impact, but that really has become kind of the biggest and most important thing about it, and uh, particularly for autistic people, both autistic adults and autistic young people. Uh, some of our uh, longest serving and most dedicated volunteers at the shop are, are autistic adults, um, and we have also increasingly has referrals to support young people who are neurodiverse in some way, so autism, ADHD, um, or other other special educational needs. And one of the ways that we do that, along with mentoring, along with uh, some of the work that John's already talked about, like working with young people online who who aren't comfortable uh, going out and socialising, is through the shop. And the great thing about the shop is that it is very structured. It's a safe social space and a safe community space for young people to be. Uh, They can do something that is uh, often quite formulaic if, we, if we've got them working behind the till and they're, they're there fulfilling a role, uh, serving customers or, or sorting through donations. Uh, and what, what we don't always remember is that that might be that young person's only time out in the world that week uh, if they're someone who's disengaged from education, which many of the young people who we support are. Or, uh, or a young person who, because of their, their needs, uh, uh, including mental health needs, that they they aren't able to go out and engage socially in the world uh, and they, they can't deal with kind of social uncertainty, that they, they can have a really structured and really enriching experience taking part in, in community life at the shop. So it's, it's become an increasingly bigger part of what we do and it's got to the point now where we are... Um, we're being brought in as as an expert kind of partner on working with autistic young people. In particular, I was on a panel last week uh, hosted by the Council and the Chamber of Commerce about how we support autistic young people into further education and into employment. So uh, it's been a real unexpected development of the shop that that, that it has been such a big way that we can have that impact with this this whole cohort of, of young people. Uh, I'm going to just move straight into talking about Street Pastors because uh, that's the project that I, I manage as well. So some of you will probably know a little bit about Street Pastors. It's a national, in fact an international initiative, but there are over 300 Street Pastors initiatives across the UK. Kingston was one of the earlier ones. We started in 2006 and are still going strong. We deploy Christians on the streets of Kingston, and it's about the church being out on the streets in the nighttime, serving the community, being God's hands and feet, and engaging and supporting and caring, listening and helping people uh, in whatever context we find them out on the streets of Kingston. So what that usually looks like is supporting people who've been out uh, clubbing, or might need help getting home. Might have lost their friends. Supporting people who who may have had too much to drink, but also people who experience mental health crisis in Kingston Town Centre. People who are victims of crime or antisocial behaviour. There's loads of different things that that street pastors do, and we always have four uh, Christian volunteers out in a team and two people praying for them uh, while they're out. So. And the latest development on street pastors is we have Kingston Safe Zone, which is a pop-up location which serves as a place of safety in Kingston Town Centre on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, that's a gazebo outside Kingston Station. We're looking at getting a more a more fixed location, but people can come there if they need to charge their phone in order to get a taxi, or if they if they're not uh, they don't feel safe waiting for their bus, or or if anything's happened that's that's made them feel unsafe in, in the night time in the town. And it's, it's a really important intervention that we're working with the council on it and the police. So uh, it's really encouraging that the church is able to play that role on the streets. And, and that's only because people give and people volunteer and people pray for the work that we're doing. And the big need that we have in street pastors right now is for people to volunteer their time. There's a uh, recruitment video that's uh, been sent round to churches, so I expect you'll see that at some point. Uh, uh, it's just us... Uh, telling you what it's about and uh, talking to anyone who might want to join and serve as a street pastor. So look out for that as well.
1: Thank you. Hi. Do you want to to tell us a little bit about what you do at the shop and how it's impacted you? That would be great. (coughs)
2: Yeah. Um, Hi, everyone. So um, in the shop, um, I often open up the shop or I'm uh, leading the shop but I work with other adults who are volunteering. Um, when we're in the shop, we often have younger people helping us, so it's really good because they um, can support the roles we have. So uh, the various things we do are pricing. Uh, we uh, communicate with, other cu- with customers who come in. If they have any questions, we can talk to them. We sort out prices. We, um, we, we do the, um, the arrangements in the shop. We know where everything goes and uh people come up with ideas so some of the younger people sometimes have their own ideas and we implement them um we like to allow uh, the different ideas to, to play out in the shop and um there's just different things that are wo- um that are worked on in the shop so we have a bit out the back where we keep everything we bring it uh into the shop into various places we have to make decisions like um you know because it's win- winter now we have to change up the amount that we um uh, the, the the actual things we're putting out so um but there's loads of opportunities for young people to um have their have uh, um have their ideas implemented and 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 work on things they might not have done before so
1: and what do you see as the as an impact that the shop has on young people
2: Um, I think it gives young people a sense of fulfillment because they're taking part in uh, activities in the community and they're able able to help people in the community. They're able to offer whatever skills they have and uh, feel a sense of achievement and accomplishment. And then uh, they're able to also talk to us as well if they've got anything they want to talk about. They're able to build relationships with the customers and us. But then also I think... it. it, um, it helps them because they can touch base with us, but then also it shows them how much they have to give, and it gives them a sense that they are contributing to the community, they have a place in society, and um, it, it's just really uplifting for them. Um, but uh, uh, but it's also good because it's, it's a good place of contact as well because they they can then find out about other projects like Minecraft or... Um, King's Nempton or, or you know the other work we do so it's good.
1: Thank you James, thank you for your help with the shop as well, <laughs> it's really good, cheers. cheers.
2: Um,
1: I've asked Anika to uh, come up and just talk about what she does uh, or at the work we've done with a young person uh, at King's Nempton so Danika, if you'd just like to say what's been going on.
2: Yeah, I'm Danica. I'm one of the youth workers for Oxygen. Um, We've been working with one of our young people since she was eight, I believe. She's now 14. Um, She's quite shy, reserved, um, and we had a gap year worker last year called Jojo, um, and she worked really closely with Lola um, to build up her confidence. And now she is a young leader at our junior project. Um, Lola's really good at cooking her ambition is to own a cafe when she's older so we're working with her to do cooking and stuff like that
1: Thank you um, It's really good having a team of people who are able to connect with young people and, and to help inspire them and, and work with them and uh, yeah, a lot of, yeah, you can go back, you can go and sit down <laughs> Well done I'm conscious of time and I don't want to run over too much although it's inevitably inevitably that I will um, ephesians four uh, sorry ephesians two verse ten that idea that we' are created for a job um, these are the things that I think underpin what oxygen does and the I've been doing youth work for thirty five years and I can't get away from it i've got this seem to be this burden I don't know whether Nathan feels the same about um, sort of working with children and young people but It feels like we've got this thing that we just have to do Um, and that's come through my faith but it means that I can do that work because of my faith and it's not about works earning me faith it's not about salvation it's about the fact that I've got salvation means that I can now serve God and be useful Um, and that's the same for everyone in the team every volunteer who comes and gives their time And I love that that verse uh, in John uh, about the the woman at the well, and Christ says anyone who has that living water in them has a spring that's welling up. And sometimes it feels that. I can see that happening in members of the team as they're working and just seeing that people are experiencing a little bit of of Christ as that well is overflowing and and being communicated to them in, in an act or a deed or doing something. And it can be very simple. It can be a little smile, um, a good morning when someone's struggling. We often get people come in the shop, and we've got some great volunteers. Lisa, my wife, sitting there as well. Um, she, she will often say to people as they come in, oh, how are you doing? And then there's a little head tilt that goes, how are you? And they go, oh, oh, all right. And then they just share. And it's because they feel that sense of safety, that sense of trust, that there's someone there who's actually interested in them not because they're going to spend money, but actually wants to be there and be part of that faith-led community that's trying to demonstrate Christ to people. And people share some really difficult stuff, and I'm always amazed at how much people come in and just share things that are going on in their life that you know that they wouldn't share anywhere else. Uh, So the shop does that amazingly well, but that happens across all of our projects. Um, Can I have the next slide, please? Um, just want to touch on the knife crime this is some of the, just the impact we have on young people I met this lad that we worked with when we set up the knife crime project uh, we worked with um, Southborough School and I met this uh, chap called Abed and he worked with us to sort of try and get young people to think through the issue of knife crime it, it's always better for young people to teach them, teach their peers rather than somebody me, like me coming a bit older not, hasn't got quite the same amount of credibility I haven't lost it all yet Um, but we try and get young people to be the ones doing the learning and doing the thinking and uh, I asked Abed as he came down the back I was at the back of the shop and I said that's Abed isn't it he said yeah yeah John I said "Um, what was just tell me what what did you get out of doing the knife grind project with us and he came back with this being part of the what's the point program was the single most significant thing I did throughout my secondary school career I was at." <clears throat> Sorry, I was at, the point, it was at the point where I grew up, took responsibility, and tried to change something. If we can achieve that with a young person, then it gives me hope that the world's going to be a better place. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, just try and get young people to, to meet God through us, through the work we're doing with them, caring about them. But having that impact on someone's life, it, it, it's incredibly rewarding. And you're part of that in the you're supporting us to do this work, so you have j- generated that outcome for that young person. Okay, can I have the next slide? Um, Charlie mentioned about the Minecraft and the digital youth work we do. That reaches some young people who don't go out, they don't go to school, they don't do anything. They sit at home on their gaming, And but they do connect with us every week uh, on Minecraft server, and we're able to have a chat with them digitally and it means that they get that connection, that social connection. And the game itself, I don't know, I don't expect you to understand the game, although I might be misjudging people. Um, but I can't, I don't, I don't know how to play it. But they can create spaces where they can build things and they can do things and they can learn from each other. Um, but what we're also doing is creating a space that's safe for them to be in. And they often come and share stuff and talk to us while we're in the game. It's always better to be doing something with a young person rather than sitting waiting for them to come up with the next question or ask, thinking what, is, what do they need to know or what do I need to ask them. This gives us a great opportunity to reach those that we wouldn't have reached in the past. Okay, can I have the next slide, please? Um, Galatians 6. Sometimes it's tiring, and I love this because it just gives us that encouragement from God. Don't, do keep going. There is a harvest to reap and it's not harvest, I don't think this is a, he's talking about harvest for us personally, he's talking about us as part of that body and there is a harvest and it's reminding us that there is an eternal perspective and I think so often we need that when we're working in this world, we can see things a bit differently and that gives us that ability to perhaps minister to somebody who perhaps, you know, wouldn't get that, that uh, treatment, wouldn't encounter God otherwise, so that's what we're trying to do and it means that we can step out in faith When the street pastors go out when we open the doors to the shop when we meet a young person we're acting in faith because we don't really know what's going to happen but i often am amazed that when when we start praying and when we start stepping out things do happen and the number of coincidences uh, that occur when we're praying and doing things that require god it's quite scary lisa and i often get home oh you'll never guess what happened today in the shop or This has just happened, and these connections that are are joined. Um, I just want you to understand that actually God is in the work that we're doing, and it's through your help and contribution to us um, that we're able to do it, and many young people benefit. Um, I don't know if we've got time to see any of the video. Um, Yeah? Um, Could we have the video, please, Nathan? Is that...
2: Why do you come to room 1? Well I first came because my friend um, introduced it and when I first went I thought this was amazing like you could play games with other people it, you just had loads of time to interact and all of the leaders were so nice like um, you could do stuff that a lot of other clubs wouldn't provide so we could have cooking on Fridays we would have table time to help well-being and other mental health and just generally have fun. Um, I'm Katie and this is Clary and um, we do our volunteering for DOV and we help around the shop and price and label things. Yeah, and um, yeah we do this because we like to help the public service and um, it's just the easy way for the community to, you know, get together. Yeah. Designer and I price stuff and I do the till. Oh, um, I'm Rosie and I, I help um, label the clothes and um, help tidy the shop. Uh, it's lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I like to help people like around the shop and stuff like that. Um, well, it like develops my social skills and I talk to more people. And um, helps like, with job experience and stuff like that. i I'm I'm i like Yeah. Have
1: you made new friends since you've been coming here? Not yet. Not yet? Kind of. The kids you play football with a little bit? And games in there? What one thing would you change about this club?
2: Um, the Sports Centre
1: can be Bigger goals. Yes. Bigger goals than that. Yes. <laughs> Oxygen
2: really helped me because I was able to speak to Adam and he gave me all the advice so that I could help myself. I think that if I didn't have all the help with Adam that I would be in a very different situation. I, I really appreciate everything that has been done to help me and my family. So, thank you. Why do you come to Kings nimpton I go to Kings nimpton to have a social life, to get out of the house, to see you because to play sports because I like sports, uh, to cook because cooking is one of my things. Oh, that's good! <laughs> and how has oxygen supported you? When I struggle with problems, sometimes I can talk to you workers about it and they have given me a social life like I wanted it. Oh, thank you!
1: It there, thanks, Nathan. Hopefully, that gives you a little bit of an insight into the sort of young people we work with and what it means to them to come and uh, work with us. It's a real privilege, and just seeing some of those young people and hearing how they value what we do. Um, there's, there's about another five minutes of that video, which I'm, we might run at the end, but it, it really is rewarding. And seeing that, that young girl who got up to the top of the tower, she was so she struggled so much to take that step to get to the top but she started by saying i'm I'm not doing that i can't do it and yet we got her to the top of the tower and for her that was the big achievement others were coming off the tower and going up and down but for her that just getting to the top was the big thing To, to see her two weeks later come to me and go you'll never guess what i did i went on a trip with my school and i did the abseil so helping young people overcome a challenge so that they can encounter the next one um, it's just so rewarding and uh, I want you to feel that sense of uh, reward as well because that as I say that's owned by you as well in, in by sponsoring us and by supporting the work that Oxygen does um, I think we'll finish there but if you do want to learn about anything else that we're doing or if you're interested in volunteering in the shop uh, there's no age limit on that you can be a volunteer at any age and actually what I love seeing happen in the shop is young people coming in and meeting someone that perhaps reminds them of their nan who they don't get to see anymore because the family's sort of split apart but actually seeing those relationships grow and develop in the shop is absolutely wonderful and seeing young people sort of connecting with somebody uh, and, and having a, a sense of being valued it works both ways um, and that's a really excellent thing to do so if you've would like to come and volunteer or you fancy being a street pastor uh, have a chat with charlie um but yeah if you want to know any more about what we do then uh, do come and uh, have a chat with us afterwards uh, thank you for your patience i'm sorry i've overrun a little bit um, but i ask for your forgiveness on that thank you when i was
0: out with so did you recall you had a one more slide i think it was like what you need and how people can help do you want to very quickly just if we've got that can just talk about how people can practically help and what oxygen really needs. So okay. I think that's a really important message for us to know. Okay.
1: Um, so, yeah, prayer. Um, as I said, when people pray, we get a lot of coincidences start to happen. And I don't, I don't think they're coincidences, obviously. Um, but, yeah, we need prayer for the team uh, because it is a struggle and we are, we've got a lot of young people being referred to us. We've had over 250 young people referred since uh, November 20. Uh, to our program and those are young people in crisis uh, and it's a it's a it's a challenge to try and meet that need we never complete we never finish the job um, so please pay for the team wisdom and insight into the young person that's in front of us so that we can work with them and understand what they need uh, for peace and rest I think for just to have a good night's sleep and not have to be thinking about stuff and to have enough people in the team as well um and the support of the church uh, please pray as to how that could happen so that's one of them of the next one uh, finances um we really want to appoint more staff so that we can meet the need of more young people and i think you know that that is essential and that's it's, that's also dependent on the funds that we get in uh, from churches from other organizations we get funds from local government as well uh, but we really want to be able to grow the team and actually we should be trying to do more because we can see that there's jo- god has given us this job to do and that we're, we're not meeting the need as fully as we'd like um uh, and the expertise having people come to us with the right expertise that we need it's great when we get a new volunteer who comes and says "Oh, i don't know if it's any use but um i'm good at spreadsheets and oh, fantastic we need someone and they always seem to come at exactly the right time as well and um, so that was great and then i think there's one more slide yeah willing to serve um As I said, we're always looking out for people to volunteer in the shop, but if you wanted to mentor a young person, uh, that's something that we're always looking for as well. Uh, And prayer champions. I know there's someone here who has been praying for a particular young person for several years, um, and we have people around different churches who pray for named young people. Um, And actually, if you'd like to do that, then that's a way you can can support us, and, and actually covering us in prayer is so important. Um, and it also, if you wanted to do any cycling and ride London, uh, we've got some places next year for the Ride London, so if you're interested in that. Um, or if you wanted to make some cakes, or someone was making some jam earlier and sold the jam, uh, I, I did buy a pot as well because it looked pretty good. Um, but anything you can do is going to contribute to that work and it's going to be make you part of it as well. Thank you.
0: Okay? Thank you so much, Tom Swan.